You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, where I go to fulfill my fantasy. Football desires with expert opinions, advice, and analysis that you can't find anywhere else. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm uh, excited to get started on a great Sunday full of football. Burke will be out. He uh, had tryptophan overdose, and he is still sleeping. So he will not be in today, but uh, I will be taking over. And uh, we got a good show for you. So here we go. Let's get into the Thanksgiving games. The first game is the Bears and the Lions. And I'm going to be honest on this one. This one didn't pan out anywhere near like I thought, or I think anyone thought. Pretty much everyone thought it was going to be all Bears all the time. And the Lions were going to get demolished. Uh, If you took the point, the Bears and the points, you you still won, as they won by four. But, man, the Lions made this a game, and actually they didn't lose it until the very end. And the uh, Mitchell Trubisky, who, you know, we like to rag on on the show... Is, is proving again that when he has a good matchup that he can get it done. Uh, 338 yards and three touchdowns, pretty impressive. Uh, I think the the big takeaway was the play of David Montgomery because, again, uh, I like David Montgomery. I, I think if he had the opportunities, he would have a more consistent line game to game. Um, he had 60 or 75 yards rushing. But he had a receiving touchdown, which really helped save his day and uh, made him a worthy play. So good for David Montgomery. Anthony Miller, you know, with uh, Taylor Gabriel being out, Anthony Miller really came to play, and he was one of our pickups of the week. And he didn't disappoint. Nine catches, 140 yards. So these pickup of the weeks, I, I think, you know, it's really worthy to to pick these people up and, and plug them in because it's really going to help your fantasy team. Allen Robinson had a big game, which, you know, he had the matchup. You assumed he would, but he didn't disappoint either. 86 yards and a touchdown. So pretty much uh, on the on the Bears side, it was everything that you uh, kind of thought would happen against the, the Lions defense. And the Lions defense is just such a mess. You know, David Blow or Blau or whatever his last name is or pronunciation of his last name, 280 yards and two touchdowns. And the beginning of of the game, he had two touchdowns just like that. And you were wondering what what was wrong with the Bears and what was going on with the Lions to have the third-string quarterback play that way on Thanksgiving. Uh, Bo Scarborough, he had a decent game with uh, 83 yards on 21 touches. I think the big issue is there was – there's no scoring, uh, so Scarborough, yeah, you like his his carries, you like his yards, you really wish he would add a touchdown in there to, to make his day a little bit better for you, but he had a, a good day. Galladay, man, before that game, you know, you're lying if you weren't thinking about benching him, or if you did bench him, no one would blame you. He had four receptions for 158 yards, you know, starting off with that, like, 75-yard touchdown pass really uh you know just that alone would have made your day but uh you know Marvin Jones also scored a touchdown on only 
40 yards, not as good of a day, but, you know, that touchdown really saved him. Hawkinson, he had a great matchup. I was out on him just because of production. He had six receptions, but he had 18 yards. That's that's like three yards of reception. I don't know how you get three yards of reception with six catches, but Hawkinson was able to do that. And, uh, yeah, he, he's just... Uh, I would actually drop him at this point if you have him. He's he's not even worth a roster spot, which is sad because after that first week, you were really excited about the potential of TJ Hawkinson. So, great game all around. It was entertaining, more so than what we thought. And, yeah, uh, Bears pulled it out. Good win for them. The Bills-Cowboys game, and this was a surprising game. Everybody had the Cowboys. I, I like the Bills just because of their defense. Not not to win necessarily because, you know, Cowboys are at home and, you know, they, they played the Patriots tough. You figured that uh, this would be a good game for Dallas to build on uh, and, and start something. And instead, it turned out to be a disaster. Now, you know, now they're talking about Jason Garrett potentially getting fired. Jerry Jones is not going to do that until the end of the season. But, I mean, with that talent on that roster and for the record they have, just uh, it's definitely, if you're a Cowboys fan, disappointing. The Bills, on the other hand, man, you got to like Buffalo. They're a team that, you know, you feel like the record's deceiving. Like, this isn't really the, the team that they are. But then they keep proving it, and they just keep winning. So, good for them. They're 9-3, and three, top spot in the wild card. And they're not going to catch the Patriots, unfortunately. But it's great to see and the Bills are a fun team to watch you know Josh Allen he's an unconventional quarterback he's uh he was playing great though this year and he had a great game too 231 yards and in, in a touchdown pass to um Cole Beasley who Cole Beasley amazing game I really liked Cole Beasley in this type of revenge game for him and he got six catches for 110 yards so good on him and yeah, it's uh, it was a Cole Beasley type of day. I also like the trick play that they threw in there. John Brown really wasn't effective this game, which, you know, the matchup wasn't very good in the first place. But he was, uh, he only had three catches for 26 yards, but that uh, reverse touchdown pass to Devin Singletary was, it was a fun play and really helped Singletary have a great, uh, great night. He had 63 yards rushing and 38 receiving with that touchdown. So overall, if you started Singletary, you got to like the uh, the production you got from him. Josh Allen ran for a touchdown too, like he does. That's why I, you, you got to like Josh Allen in regards to his ability to, you know, chuck it down the field, but also run the ball as effectively as he does. Outside of that, you know, the, the day belonged to Cole Beasley, but uh, that that's really it for the Bills. And, yeah, the, it was enough to to get the victory. And Dak Prescott, you know, 355 yards, two touchdowns. That's a great game statistically. But it still goes back down to, and, and he had 25 yards rushing, which is, you know, ho-hum. But uh, Ezekiel Elliott only had 71 yards. He only had 12 carries. And, and that's where I think the Cowboys aren't the Cowboys anymore. You know, in years past, they were really able to establish the run. It really helped the pass. Now they're just going out there flinging it all over the place, and they're not balanced offense. Uh, 
Amari Cooper had a great bounce back game. Of course, he's at home, so you got to watch that when you're playing him. If he's away, he's probably not even worth a play, to be honest. But when he's at home, you got to plug him in there. And even against this Bills defense, he got eight catches for 85 yards. Gallup was a little on the quiet side. I thought he might have a bigger game than Cooper. That didn't happen. He only had 63 yards on three catches. Elliott, seven catches for 66 yards, which, you know, if you're not running him, at least you're still getting him looks through the uh, passing game. But just a real stinker for the Cowboys, not what you want to see. And this is really, you know, the good news is they're in such a horrible division that they're battling it out for the Eagles uh, for that division. And, and I'll be honest, I still think the Cowboys do pull it out. Um, but, yeah, they're definitely not passing the eye test right now. They're, they're, uh, they have some issues and uh, they need to get them fixed quick. Now to touch base on this Falcons Saints game, man, it was, I don't know. It was, it was a game. It was a Saints Falcons game. You know, the stats for each team shows that it should be a high scoring game. And every time they meet, it just isn't the case. You know, 26 points, I guess, is okay, but, uh, yeah, it really wasn't the the game that you anticipated. You really expected kind of a shootout-type game, and, and it didn't transpire, especially for the, the late game. So, you know, you ate your turkey, you're relaxing on the couch, waiting to have a electric, exciting football game, and it was kind of a downer in that regard. But uh, Drew Brees only had 184 yards and had that touchdown, uh, you know, taste, uh, Taysom, uh, Taysom Hill, he was a beast. If you had him in fantasy football, which most people wouldn't, uh, he had a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown, which really helped his day. And yeah, that's pretty much the extent of the Saints, uh, offense was, uh, those big plays by Taysom Hill. Jared Cook had a big day, 85 yards. You know, you'll take that any day from the tight end position, even with him not scoring. Michael Thomas was very disappointing. He had six catches for 48 yards. You know, you're going to give him a pass on that. He's he's the most consistent receiver week to week. And uh, this was actually the first real stinker from him in regards to not being a having a good game. And it wasn't a horrible game in regards to, you know, he was involved. He just, uh, the Falcons played him really well. Alvin Kamara got 61 yards rushing. He got another 23 receiving. You know, Kamara only getting 15 touches is not, you know, it's not a recipe for success for the Saints. I really would like to see him get the ball a lot more. He, he's such a special talent and the electric player. Latavius Murray, four carries for two yards. You know, if you started Latavius Murray, you got to be disappointed in what he was doing. So... On the Falcon side of the ball, it was a different story. Uh, Matt Ryan actually had a decent game if you would cut out the turnovers. Uh, 312 yards, two touchdowns. He did have the two interceptions and the fumble. So, yeah, three turnovers by Matt Ryan didn't help very much. Kind of takes away from the fact that he threw for 300 yards. Devontae Freeman, first game back, 51 yards. Nothing special, but it's been basically what Devonta Freeman's been doing the whole season so far. So the the big thing was Julio Jones didn't play. So 
you know, you figured that would mean a big game for Calvin Ridley. And he did. He got 91 yards off of eight receptions. You just uh, would have liked to see a score. And, and that went to Russell Gage, who you really were excited to see, especially with uh, Hooper not playing. He uh, got 52 yards and a touchdown. So good for him. And, and even, you know, Jaden Graham, who replaced Hooper, got 41 yards and a touchdown. And he was a good play. And we've been kind of ignoring him in regards to his potential. But, you know, I'm still... He has five catches in two weeks, so I'm still not high on him in regards to an everyday option. Hooper's probably back next week, so. Uh, but overall, just, you know, the it was kind of a clunky game. Saints came out on top, and uh, let's get to the starts and sits. Cleveland is currently favored by two points over the Steelers. So, Steelers are at home. Browns have yet to beat Steelers twice in a season. I'm taking the two points in the Steelers. I just feel good about the Steelers winning this game, even being shorthanded without Juju and James Conner. So, yep, I'm taking Steelers in the in the two points. The first game on the start sit, uh, starts and sits segment is the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, the Browns are pretty healthy. Obviously, the suspension to Miles Garrett's going to hurt a little bit. And then, obviously, the suspension for Marquise Pouncey is going to hurt the Steelers a little bit. But the big news on this game is Juju Smith-Schuster's not going to play. And James Connors also not going to play. So that's a lot of the Steelers' offense. You know, they move, They made the move to uh, start Duck Hodges over Mason Rudolph. I don't know. I, I actually think this is a great move for the Steelers. Rudolph was regressing the last couple weeks. Hodges, you know, if any, you can say anything about him is he lets it fly. He, he, you know, the offense can score with him. I, you know, the game flow on this game is going to be low-scoring defensive game. I like the Steelers defense better and they're at home so I actually like the Steelers but from a fantasy perspective you know I like Jarvis Landry as a number one receiver just because he's going to get targets I like Nick Chubb because I think this is a great game for Cleveland to establish the run and kind of grind it out I don't like much else outside of that I don't like Odell Beckham this week I don't like Baker Mayfield this week at all actually and you know, is this going to be the week that uh, David Joku comes back? I would like to think it is, but we need to see him actually playing and producing before you, you know, put him into your lineup. So he's definitely a sit. And since he might be back and he might not, you don't trust any of the other tight ends to be uh, available and playing. So, again, it's Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, and that's it for the Browns. On the Steelers' side, with Smith-Schuster being out, Connor being out, I like Washington. James Washington's the main receiver. you got to play him. Benny Snell, I like him a lot. You know, he's the main back, and he's he's healthy. Jalen Samuels always has been kind of a change-of-pace guy, a jack-of-all-trades type run, uh, running back, so he, he was never uh, – he wasn't drafted to carry the workload. Benny Snell is. 
And so you got to put him in there and play him if you have him. I think he, he has a great matchup, and they're going to be using him to take the, the pressure off of Duck Hodges trying to throw the ball. So outside of Washington and Snell, you know, I'm not starting Duck Hodges. Uh, I don't, you know, you got to see what you got there, and, and there's just too many other streaming quarterback options to even consider him. Vance McDonald, I like him. Unlike Rudolph, I think that Hodges will be looking at McDonald. And so I'm willing to put it on the line and say that McDonald's going to have a good week and you should start him. So remember that. We'll we'll talk about it if I'm right. We'll talk about it if I'm wrong the, the next podcast. But, yeah, definitely be starting Vance McDonald. Other than that, Deontay Johnson, eh, not sure. You know, all the other smorgasbord receivers the Steelers have to try to field a competitive team. Uh, just stick with Washington, and, and that's that's about it for that one. The Green Bay Packers are traveling to New York to play the Giants. The spread is the Packers by 6.5 points. Don't usually like to do this on the road, but I like the Packers and the, you know, give up the 6.5 in the Packers, I think you should go with the Packers on this one. I just think the game is, uh, you know, Packers haven't been playing that great lately. I think this is a game where they have a great matchup, and they exploit it, and they win big. So uh, Packers and uh, this, uh, you know, giving up the 6.5 points. Packers are really healthy. That's obviously a bonus. Giants outside of their tight ends and well Golden Tate's going to be out as well so you figure Golden Tate's out Evan Ingram's out Rhett Ellison's out that doesn't leave you with a with a lot of weapons for the Giants you obviously have some Quan Barkley who is you know a must start every week even though he has been disappointing for the man last handful of games but you're not taking out Saquon Barkley Daniel Jones, I don't like him in this matchup. I think the Packers kind of bottle him up, make him uh, make a lot of rookie mistakes. Even though, you know, with this far into, into the season, he's he's not really a rookie anymore. At receiver, I do like Sterling Shepard. He's going to be taking that slot spot over for the uh, for Golden Tate. And I think you can count on him to be productive. And, and that's the same for Darius Slayton. Packers are going to go out to a big lead is my prediction and so I think it's uh, gonna open up the uh, the Giants to have to throw the ball so uh, Slayton and Shepard I like Shepard better because he's in the slot but I, I think you can play both of those and they'll get a, a, a lot of volume as they're pretty much the only two options that the uh, Giants have to throw to on the uh, Packer side of the ball I like everybody on the pack. Well, I take that back. I like Aaron Rodgers a lot. I think he has a huge game. He might even have the game uh, for quarterbacks this week. Just a great matchup for him. Devontae Adams, it doesn't get any easier for Devontae Adams. I think Devontae Adams has a huge game. You need to be playing him, and you need to expect a big game from him. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, I like both of them. You need to be playing them uh, without hesitation. And at tight end, Jimmy Graham... Not so much. I just, he's so touchdown dependent, and I don't like to predict touchdowns. So I'm out on Jimmy Graham, but everyone else, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a big win for the, the Packers is my prediction. 
Now on to the Eagles at Miami. This game is a seven and a half point spread in favor of the Eagles. You know, Dolphins are at home. Their offense is playing better. I'm taking the Dolphins and the seven and a half points. I just have a feeling about the game. I think the Eagles win it, but seven and a half points is just too much for me to pass up in regards to the Dolphins. So I'm taking them. Uh, with the Eagles, Zach Ertz is questionable with the hamstring. Jordan Howard's questionable with the shoulder. And, you know, the Dolphins are pretty healthy. They're actually completely healthy on offense. So, I, uh, in this game, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he has a pretty big game against the Eagles. Um, I like Devontae Parker. I like Alan Hearns. And this is one of those... Uh, it's actually making a statement that I think they have big games because for one, I don't think the Dolphins have a, a running game, so they're not going to be running it. And that means I'm out on Kalen Balaj. I'm out on any running back the Dolphins try to incorporate into this game. And I think they're going to try to throw the ball a ton. We talked about this last week. Eagles are better against the pass than what their stats show. They're healthy. They're starting to show it. Everybody was a, a ghost in regards to the receivers and tight end that played against the Eagles for the last couple of weeks. So I'm I'm out on everybody for the Dolphins except for again I think Devontae Parker and Alan Hearns just get targets and Hearns just seems to find the end zone. So he might not have a great game, but I think he finds the end zone and that's going to help him out. And again, I don't like to predict touchdowns, but in, in this case, with Hearns, he seems to be the uh, the go-to. Parker gets the yards. You can play those guys. On the Eagle side of the ball, this is a game made for Carson Wentz to really blow it up finally. He hasn't had the season that you wanted or expected, but I think he makes up for it in this game. I think he has a huge game. Now, if Alshon Jeffrey plays, you got to like Alshon Jeffrey, uh, but... It's looking like he's not going to play. Nelson Aguilar is uh, practiced the last couple of days. He looks like he's going to be playing. Um, you need to start him. The Dolphins against the slot receiver of just horrid. Everybody has a big game against the Dolphins in the slot. Nelson Aguilar is there. You need to be playing Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Dallas Goder or Goddard. If uh, he's there, you play him, even with Ertz coming in. If uh, Ertz ends up playing, which I think he will, you got to play Ertz and Goddard both. And, you know, I'm I'm out on uh, Arcega Whiteside. I'm out on everyone else. The Eagles might try to line up at receiver, unless it's Alshon Jeffrey. So, yeah, that's uh, Nelson Aguilar, and that's about it. Now, I don't know if Jordan Howard's going to play, and it doesn't look like he will. Uh, if he does play, I still like Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders has a great game. I, I don't think J.H.I. is going to cut into his uh, his usage, and so Miles Sanders, I think, is going to have a monster game, and it's someone that you need to play if you have him on your, on your team, and uh, it'll be interesting, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to this game in that regard just to see... Uh, how the the Dolphins' offense performs, and also just to see uh, if Miles Sanders has the game that uh, I'm expecting from him. The next matchup, 
the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are one and a half point favorites at home. I think that's about right. Anytime it's, you know, one to two points, you just pick who you think is going to win. Very rarely is it less than a field goal. So I'm actually going with the Colts on this one. I think they win. Titans don't play well at Indianapolis for whatever reason. Um, and I'm saying this with T.Y. Hilton being out and Marlon Mack both being out. I am just really big on J- Jacob, uh, Jacoby Brissett. I think he has a decent game, even though the Titans have a formidable defense. I really like Jonathan Williams. I think he has a great game. The Titans definitely give up rushing yards. And I think, you know, people will be sleeping on Jonathan Williams, but he's going to have a productive day. Um, Outside of Jonathan Williams, you know, Zach Paschal. These are the games that Zach Paschal actually does pretty well. It's where T.Y. Hilton's out. He's the guy to step up. Um, So I I do like Zach Paschal in regards to his targets that he will receive. I think he's a, a play, a safe play. And I definitely like Jack Doyle. Eric Ebron's on injured reserve. I think the person that's going to benefit from T.Y. Hilton being out is Jack Doyle. So I I definitely think if he's on waivers, you need to pick him up and start him. Or if you have him on your team, put him in there because he's lined up to have a big game. Tennessee is not that great at defending the tight end position. They're like 22nd, 23rd, I think, in the NFL. So you need to be uh, playing Jack Doyle. On the Tennessee side, I, I don't like Ryan Tannehill in this game. I just think this is, you know, he had such a great game last week that I think everyone's going to be high on his production, and he's going to falter a little bit. I, I don't like A.J. Brown. Uh, I don't like Corey Davis. You know, I just, uh, yeah. I, I, Delaney Walker comes back. I do like Delaney Walker, and I do like Derrick Henry. You know, he's a must-start every week, so... Um, you're not going to be benching him. We don't need to spend a lot of time talking about him in that regard. So, yeah, Derrick Henry and Delaney Walker. And I'm pretty much out on everyone else for the Titans. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, and the Colts come out on top. Next game is the New York Football Jets at the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, this is kind of a game that most people aren't going to care about. It's two mediocre teams, but this is like my game of the week for fantasy purposes. I just think there's a lot of goodness in this game. The Jets are favored by three points, and I'm actually going with Cincinnati, and I'll take those three points. I'm not saying that the Bengals will win. I just think it'll be really close, and I like the Bengals with those points, especially at home. Uh, The Jets aren't a good enough team for me to take them on the road with uh, with the points. So uh, saying that, in f- uh, fantasy football perspective, I just like a lot of what's out there in this game. Um, starting with the Jets on offense, Sam Darnold, I think he's almost the start of the week. He, Cincinnati's not good at defending quarterbacks. Sam Darnold is just on a hot streak. You know, great schedule. We, we talked about it all year so far that, you, you know, watch out for the Jets and Sam Darnold down the stretch because they have such an easy schedule and great matchups. This is another juicy matchup. 
saying that, Robbie Anderson, love him. I love Jamison Crowder even more. I think both of those guys excel. I'm out on Darius Thomas. I just think that, you know, his best days are behind him, and it's going to be the Crowder and Robbie Anderson show. Le'Veon Bell, Bengals are the worst team in the NFL at defending the running back position. I think Le'Veon Bell has his first big game where he's a top five running back, and he might even be top three. That's how high I am on Le'Veon Bell in this one. Uh, So I think he'll really bust out. Ryan Griffin, the way he's been playing, uh, yeah, you're starting him without a second thought. And on the Bengals side, uh, Andy Dalton is coming back, and that's why I think this game is so uh, competitive. I like Andy Dalton. I think if uh, you're really hurting at quarterback, he's not a bad stream. Uh, Tyler Boyd. Uh, Tyler Boyd is a beast with Andy Dalton. I think he was hurt with uh, Ryan Finley playing quarterback. Now that he's out, I think Tyler Boyd's a great play. So you really need to be considering Tyler Boyd in this matchup. Um, Auden Tate. Sure. You know, AJ Green's still going to be out. Um, Eifert. I'm not big on Eifert. I think you can still keep him benched. He's a uh, touchdown-dependent tight end option. Um, Erickson, you know, with Dalton. I like Erickson. I like Tate. I like Tyler Boyd. So those are three receivers that I think uh, are just have fantasy goodness to him. Joe Mixon. I, I'm not big on Joe Mixon. I, I am through the air. I think he's a good checkdown option for Andy Dalton. But the Jets are actually really good at stopping the run. So I wouldn't expect a lot of rushing yards from Joe Mixon. I think he has a quiet game in that regard. The Redskins at, well, Washington at the Carolina Panthers. Man, the Panthers are 10-point favorites on the Redskins. And I'm sorry, you give me 10 points anywhere in the NFL, I'm taking the other team. So give me the Redskins. I think they're going to lose. I think Panthers are going to dominate. But I don't think the Panthers have the high-powered offense that... uh, Merits a 10-point favorite, so take the Redskins with the points. Having said that, on the Redskins side of the ball, Paul Richardson's out, so he won't be playing. Not that that's a big deal, because he's really been quiet all season. Trey Quinn, uh, I think you know he's going to get a lot of targets and get 20 to 30 yards, like he always does. <laughs> so he's pretty much irrelevant in this matchup. you got to like Terry McLaren. I think he has a huge game. I know Dwayne Haskins is throwing him the ball, but they still have that connection. They played at Ohio State together. I think Terry McLaren is fantasy relevant in this game. You need to be playing him. Having said that, um, running backs, you, you gotta, you know, usually you like the running backs against the Panthers, but who's going to get the ball? Is it going to be Darius Geis? Is it going to be Adrian Peterson? You know, Chris Thompson, I think, his toe still hurting. I'm not sure how produ- productive he's going to be. So he's definitely out of the equation. So it's just a big jumble. I'm not taking anyone in that backfield. Um, it kind of went that way last week where it was just a bunch of, yeah, Geis and Peterson mixing it up, neither being productive. And I think, though I think overall they'll be productive if they were one running back, uh, they're not, so I'm kind of out on the running backs. Dwayne Haskins, definitely out. He's a turnover machine. I see Panthers just dominating this game. 
on the Panther side of the ball, I like Kyle uh, Kyle Allen. I think he has an amazing game. It's the Redskins. They're they're horrible on defense. Kerrigan's out. I'm all about Kyle Allen this week. I'm even more uh, in with Christian McCaffrey. You don't need me to say that. He's another must-play every week, but I just think he's going to have the top game at running back. It's just going to be ridiculous. He has such a great matchup. DJ Moore, you're playing him. You're playing Curtis Samuel. You're playing Olsen. You're playing everybody on the Panthers this week. It's, uh, yeah, there's just a lot to like in regards to their offense and uh, the matchup against the Redskins. Like I said, the only thing I don't like about the Panthers is having a ten, being a 10-point favorite. So, uh, but the, you know, don't get me wrong, the, the Panthers will win this game at home for sure. The San Francisco 49ers are going to Baltimore to be uh, playing the Ravens. The Ravens are five-and-a-half-point favorites, which seems high when you consider the 49ers are a really good team that's lost one game. But I'm taking the Ravens in the points at home. They're just electric. They're just a matchup nightmare for everybody. I think they're a matchup nightmare for the 49ers. So give me the Ravens in the points. Having said that, on the 49ers side of the ball, um, Matt Breida, you're, he's questionable. I don't think he plays. And Dante Pettis is going to be out. So not that, uh, you know, Dante Pettis was relegated like fifth receiver, so that's not relevant. In this game, though, I do like Debo Samuel a lot. I think that's because the 49ers are going to be playing from behind. So give me Debo Samuel. Give me Emmanuel Sanders. Give me George Kittle. Give me all those guys. I like them, which means I also like uh, Garoppolo. I think Garoppolo has a decent game if he's able to limit turnovers. Uh, he's definitely not one of my top choices, but I think he's a, a top 12 quarterback. Uh, well, he's on the fringe, maybe 13, 14. Um, but definitely would be in consideration to, you know, be starting. Uh, saying that, I don't like Tevin Coleman. I don't like Raheem Mostert. Or Mostert. I, I just think that the they're going to be behind and need to run or pass the ball. And the Ravens' defense has been, man, it's really improved. That, that secondary is dangerous. And so, you know, I, I don't like the receivers because of that secondary, but I like them because I think they're going to get a lot of volume. And it's that's the important thing. So you, you, you throw it to them enough that it's going to equal points for you. On the Raven side of the ball, Lamar Jackson. Again, you don't need to even talk about that. I Hollywood Brown. I like him. I like. I know he's going to be on Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman's going to be blanketing him probably most of the game, but. He's their only receiver option that you would play, so you need to play him. Mark Andrews, same type of thing. Uh, you're playing him if you have him. And then Mark Ingram. You know, I'm, I don't think he has a great game. 49ers, defense is really good. So you like Lamar Jackson, but you're, you're not liking the rest of the running game with Ingram and Gus Edwards and, and company. So, uh, But the Ravens have to get yards and points from somewhere so I really see it being the Andrews Hollywood Brown and Lamar Jackson route um, but it's going to be a great game but I don't think it's going to be a real fantasy relevant game I think it's a low scoring game 
not a lot of points to be had, but that's who I would roll with if uh, I had them on my team. This next game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. To be honest, it's almost like a home team for, or being the home team for the Buccaneers as they're just going right over to Jacksonville. Uh, Buccaneers are two and a half point favorites. And I like that. I actually would take the Buccaneers. I, I think they win this game. And uh, they're pretty healthy. So in this one, I like Jameis Winston. I like Godwin. I like Mike Evans. I like Cameron Brape. And uh, I like Ronald Jones in this. So, you know, give me all those guys all the way around. The Jacksonville Jaguars defense isn't what it used to be. It's actually been uh, not up to the Jacksonville standards of the past. So I think they're susceptible to both, you know, through the air and on the ground. Statistics prove that. So I like the Buccaneers a lot in this. I just think they're going to really uh, excel. On the Jacksonville Jaguars side of the ball, I don't like Leonard Fournette just because the Buccaneers are so good at stopping the run. You know, people can't run against the Buccaneers. But having said that, I really like Nick Foles. I like D.D. Westbrook. And... I definitely like DJ Chark. So if you have any of those people, um, especially DJ Chark, do, 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 he's my guy. I think he has a monster game, and uh, you need to be playing him. Uh, having said that, I think this is actually a higher-scoring game than what people are, are going to anticipate, and it's going to be a, a, a score-fest especially through the air. So, again, I like all the receivers and quarterbacks in this one, not so much the running backs, um, especially when it comes to Leonard Fournette. And Ronald Jones is just the back now. So, I mean, you know, Peyton Barber might steal a touchdown from Jones. That's my only concern. But I think Jones has a, a decent game. This next game is the Los Angeles Rams against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are three-point favorites. And actually, sorry, I take that back. The Rams are three-point favorites. I am taking the Cardinals. Give me the three points. They're at home. The Rams just really aren't showing me much lately. Uh, I do like the Rams in regards to this fantasy football matchup. This is another one where I think it's a high-scoring game. Uh, I'm playing... But here's the deal. Kyler Murray might not play. There's rumors that he might not play. And if that's the case, that's really going to hamper, I think, a lot of the fantasy production in regards to Christian Kirk, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Andy Isabella, uh, basically everybody. I think uh, Kenyon Drake is still fantasy relevant. You need to be rolling with him. I think he's the running back to own in the backfield, and he's going to be the one getting the production. But if Kyler Murray doesn't play, I'm not liking a whole lot. Um, so, yeah, you're going with uh, you're you're not going with Christian Kirk. But if you uh, if he is playing, you're definitely Christian Kirk. I like him a lot. Actually, like the whole Cardinals offense if Kyler Murray plays. So it's really dependent on Kyler Murray. And that's the issue with the spread too. If Kyler Murray doesn't play, I do like the Rams as three-point favorites. 
But if he doesn't, or if he does play, I, I like the Cardinals. So it's really, you're going to have to make that bet when you find out if he's playing or not. Because it can go either way in regards to if he plays. On the Ram side of the ball, Goff. I think Jared Goff has a huge game. I like him a lot in this game. I think he's going to pass all over the Cardinals. Their secondary is horrid, even with Patrick Peterson. And Goff had a horrible game last week, so everyone's kind of uh, down on him. Uh, not He's not getting a lot of love, but you need to give him some love for this game. A lot of love, because I, I think he's going to have a monster game. Saying that, I like Woods, I like Cup, I like Cooks. I, you know, Everett might not play. It's looking like Higby. I like Higby if he plays. He's a solid play because the Cardinals are the worst team against the tight end. So if you can get Higby in there, I mean, that's a good tight end pickup and play. So you definitely uh, need to have that on your on your radar as well. So, yeah, Rams all the way around. I think Cooper Cup has a monster game. Todd Gurley, I think he has a bounce-back game and just dominates this game. So, uh there's definitely some a lot of fantasy goodness on the Ram side of the ball. The next game is the Los Angeles Chargers at the Denver Broncos. I'm going to be honest. Drew Locke is going to have his first game as the Broncos quarterback. Chargers are three-point favorites. I'm taking the Chargers in the points. If it wasn't Drew Locke's first start, I would be taking the Broncos for sure. But uh, I don't ever trust a first-time starting quarterback, especially this late in the season. So I don't think there's a lot to work with on the Broncos' side of the ball. I think it's going to be a long day for Cortland Sutton, long day for any of the Broncos' receivers. Um, Noah Fant, I I don't like him either, although I probably like him best as a pass-catching option than anyone else on the team. Having said that, I really like the running backs. I like Freeman. I like, uh, I, I really like Freeman, actually. Uh, Chargers are horrible at defending the run. So, you know, Philip Lindsay, you got to like him all the way around. I'm big on Lindsay in this game. So outside of that, I'm staying away from everyone on Denver. Uh, on, on the Charger side of the ball, I, I'm not really liking a lot of players either. Rivers... I don't think Philip Rivers has a good game. Mike Williams, I don't even know if I don't think he's going to potentially uh well, I think he's going to play. I just don't think he's going to be productive. Um Keenan Allen, I kind of like Keenan Allen. So, I'm going to play him because he's Keenan Allen. I like Hunter Henry a lot in this game. So, Hunter Henry and uh, Keenan Allen, I would probably be playing um Melvin Gordon, I'm out on. I don't like Melvin Gordon in this game. I do like Austin Eckler as a receiving option, though. I think he's a good check down for Phillip Rivers. Austin Eckler's coming back home to Denver. And, you know, he played college in the in Colorado. So I think that uh, Austin Eckler's a, a decent play here as well. So you're benching Gordon, benching Mike Williams. You're starting Allen, Henry, and Austin Eckler. And, uh, yeah, there's not much to say about this game. It's a game that I don't want to watch. I don't think people are that excited about it, nor should they be. And uh, let's just move on to the next game. This next game, Raiders at the Chiefs. Chiefs are 10.5-point favorites over the Raiders. It's a divisional game. It's Chiefs-Raiders. 
no way that happens. I'm taking the Raiders in the points. Having said that, um, on the Raiders side of the ball, I really like Derek Carr. I think he has a great game. I know we said that last week against the Jets, but I think this is kind of a bounce-back game for the Raiders with how bad they looked last week. I like everyone on the Raiders. Josh Jacobs, I think, is an amazing start against the Chiefs. You need to be playing him. You're playing him regardless. Darren Waller, I like him a lot. And I like Tyrell Williams uh, again. I think he's a good play. So I'm starting everybody I can on the Raiders against this Chiefs defense. Having said that, on the other side of the ball with the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm starting everyone on the Kansas City Chiefs as well. I, I really like Mahomes. I think he has a big game. I, Tyreek Hill, like him a lot. You're, you're going to be playing him. Damian Williams is out. So I guess in regards to the Sean McCoy, he still has his concussion. It looks like he's lined up to play, but Daryl Williams has been known to, especially lately, jump in there and contribute. So I'm out on both of those guys just because I'm not sure which one is going to be the main back used, and I really think it's going to be touchdown dependent on them. So I really think Daryl Williams could have just as, as good of a game as LaShawn McCoy. So I'm kind of out on both because it's a risky play for either one. Um, Demarcus Robertson, um, I'm out on. He hasn't been uh, producing. Sammy Watkins, I'm out on just because he's been such a dud after the first week of the year. Keep waiting for him to come around. And he has Mahomes throwing to him. So you expect bigger things from Sammy Watkins and just aren't getting it. Um, McCole Hardman, I like him a lot. I think he has a huge game. I think he's going to be the big play guy that gets down the field. Uh, since the Raiders give up so many long passing touchdowns and, and receptions, it, it's Hardman and Tyreek Hill benefit from that. So I'm going with those guys. Travis, Kel Travis Kelsey, you don't get a better matchup than Travis Kelsey in this one. So you're definitely playing him. I think he has a really big game. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a shootout, and uh, it's going to be an exciting game to watch. The next game is a big one, the New England Patriots at the Houston Texans. The Patriots are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm actually taking the Texans and the points in this one. I think the Texans might be able to win this game. The Patriots' offense has been pretty lethargic, and... I think this is a bounce-back game from the Texans. They need this game to stay in the division title hunt. So I just see it working out that way where, you know, the, the Texans win out. Uh, having said that, uh, Ryan Izzo's not playing for the Patriots. Uh, Edelman's questionable, as is Philip Dorsett. I don't think Dorsett plays. I think Edelman does. He's been hurt all year and he keeps playing so I actually like Edelman in this game a lot I like Tom Brady with you know the Texans pass defense being so horrid so yeah I'm I'm all over Ed the Edelman Brady connection in this one with Dorsett being hurt and Muhammad Sanu being hurt with his ankle he might play but I think if they don't you really need to be looking at Keneal or Nikhil Harry, and potentially uh, 
Ja'Cory Meyer. I just think that they're primed to break out if those two guys don't play. There's no one else for them really to throw to. But having said that, it's a lot of what-ifs. So the the people that I'm confident in is definitely Edelman and Tom Brady. James White, this is a big James White game, I think. I like James White a lot. I think you need to play him. I think he scores a lot of points. I don't like Sony Michelle. The human PlayStation is just not getting it done. I think he has the matchup to get it done in this one, but I don't have any confidence in him, so I'm out on him. Rex Burkhead, it could be a Rex Burkhead game. So, I mean, I would be playing any other running back for the Patriots in this one. I just, yeah, again, I'm, I'm not big on, on Sonny Michelle this week. On the Texan side of the ball, it, it's hard to like a lot of people because the Patriots defense is still pretty good. They definitely haven't been up to their production that they were at the beginning of the year, in the middle of the year, but uh, you're, you're starting DeAndre Hopkins regardless. You're starting Deshaun Watkins regardless. Carlos Hyde I don't like. Duke Johnson I don't like just for the the reason that the the Patriots are, are going to be stuffed in the rush and I don't think Duke Johnson's going to get enough receiving targets to make it worth your while to start I do like Darren Fells I think he has a decent game against the Patriots so I would be playing him Will Fuller I like Will Fuller I think the attention's going to be at DeAndre Hopkins and they're going to uh it's going to leave the field open for Will Fuller. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm big on Will Fuller. I'm not big on Kiki Koti or Kenny Stills. Um, I think this is basically you're, you're going to be playing Watson. You're going to be playing DeAndre Hopkins. You're going to be playing Will Fuller. And Hopkins, based off of uh, what he's done in the past, and, and Fuller because I think they take away Hopkins. So if that makes any sense. Having said that, I, I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game than what people think it's going to be, and uh, I, I do like the Texans in this one. Now let's get to our Monday night matchup. The Minnesota Vikings are going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Seahawks are three-point favorites. You know, I do like that. I think Seattle wins. I'm taking Seattle in the points. It's going to be a good game. In this matchup, for the Vikings... I I like Kirk Cousins. I think he has a decent game. The Seattle secondary is still susceptible. So Adam Thielen, I'm, I'm playing him if he plays, and it sounds like he is going to play. Uh, Stephon Diggs, you know, he's, he's not the same with Thielen, so I'm kind of out on him in that regard. I, I think it's going to be the Thielen show if he plays, and... Uh, uh, Stefan Diggs is, is going to be an afterthought. And, and that's the same for Kyle Rudolph. I think they were using Kyle Rudolph a lot with Thielen being out. But now that he's coming back, I, I really don't like the value of Kyle Rudolph anymore. I, I think he you, you could almost drop Kyle Rudolph because he was pretty much non-existent when Thielen was, the, you know, the main focus of the offense. Dalvin Cook, you know, you're playing Dalvin Cook because he's amazing and he's been so consistent throughout the year. I don't like the matchup. I, I, I can definitely see another letdown game, but you're playing him because he's Dalvin Cook and he's just been almost, I would say he's up there for fantasy MVP with uh, his production he's had. Seattle side of the ball, I really like DK Metcalf. I like Tyler Lockett. 
I like Hollister. I like Russell Wilson. For whatever reason, the Vikings' pass defense has not been good, and you figured they would be with uh, who they have in the secondary. You know, Harrison Smith, they have uh, Rhodes and Waynes, and Waynes has been a disappointment, but uh, Rhodes has been a disappointment, and, and that's it's been kind of baffling because he's been so solid before uh, now. And uh, so I really like these Seattle uh, receivers and tight end in this game. I don't like Chris Carson in this, and I don't like Penny. I just – Rashawn Penny is had a big game last week. I think people are going to be playing him because of that. But I just don't think there's a lot of – I mean, Vikings are really good against the rush. So I I think, you know, with Carson, you're, you, you'll be starting him, but you might be disappointed. And with Penny, you should probably just stay away from him. I don't think he has a big game. So, having said that, I think it's a, a defensive game, and uh, it's it's going to be a low-scoring affair, especially with uh, how chilly it will be in Seattle on Monday night. Now to one of the best segments of the night. It's going to be the Stars of the Week. I know everyone's looking forward to uh, knowing the number one player at every position that I think everyone should start in every lineup. We're going to start off at QB. I have Jared Goff with uh, for the Rams against Arizona Cardinals. For whatever reason, um, Arizona gives up a lot of passing yards consistently. Every quarterback that plays against them is usually in the top five. So I know I said every, and usually I think there's one quarterback that hasn't been in the top five against Arizona. So I like my chances with Goff. I know he had a horrible week last week, and everyone's down on him. But uh, that's another reason why I made him the start of the week is because I think he needs to be in every lineup and played with confidence. He's going to have a huge game, and you're going to reap the rewards of everyone that's kind of stayed away from him because of how bad he played previously. Going to the running back, I have Josh Jacobs against the Chiefs. Chiefs are one of the worst. They're not the, the Dolphins, per se, or the Detroit Lions, but they're they're in the bottom five in stopping the running back, and Josh Jacobs is a great talent. And again, he had a kind of a rough week last week, so I think he bounces back and has a huge week against the Chiefs. And you need to have him – well, you will have him in your lineup, but I think he's going to be the top running back of the week. Moving to receiver, I have Devontae Adams from the Packers against the Giants. It's just a matchup made in heaven. Uh, Adams is going to just dominate. I think this is going to be the breakout game that you've been waiting for all year for Devontae Adams. I know he's been hurt, and there's been other things going on that have made him not a disappointment. Well, kind of a disappointment, but... uh, I think this is the game that really establishes why you drafted Devontae Adams. He It doesn't get any better than this. If he doesn't just dominate this matchup, then you're going to have to be worried a little bit going forward, going into the playoffs. But uh, start Devontae Adams with confidence. Tight end, I have Travis Kelsey uh, against the Raiders. It's just Raiders are the third worst team against the tight end, and Kelsey is, you know, he's the best tight end that uh, – is facing one of the bad defenses against tight ends, so he's a no-brainer in this regard. You need to be playing Travis Kelsey. 
he uh, is, uh, especially with Mahomes, Mahomes just, there, there's another level that Travis Kelsey has with Mahomes. And with Matt Moore, he's seen kind of a lull, but uh, he's, he's right back at it being one of the top tight ends in the NFL, especially these last couple of weeks. Defense, I like to add defense. I have the Chargers versus Denver, and you you might not like that very much because you're like, well, Denver's, you know, they can put up points, and they beat uh, the Chargers last time they played. But Drew Locke is making his first start, and I could, with the Chargers' defense, they're, they have a lot of talent on their defense. They're a lot better than what they've been playing. And I just think they're going to dominate that matchup with Drew Locke. And it's not to say that I don't like Drew Locke or I don't think he's a good quarterback, but there's a learning curve that goes with a rookie, and especially on their first start. I could just see the Chargers eating that matchup alive, so um, and which will lead to a lot of turnovers and potentially some pick sixes. So I, I, I'm starting the Chargers against Denver with a lot of confidence. Here's the fun segment, the FanDuel lineup. This is where I give you my FanDuel lineup to get you in the money. And if you listened to me last week, I am not going to brag, but I am going to brag. You were in the money and were pretty excited to to double whatever money that you gambled uh, uh, last week. So we'll get right to it on what my lineup was. And starting off with the defense... I have the Pittsburgh Steelers defense against Cleveland. Now, you might think that's insane after watching the last Cleveland-Pittsburgh matchup, but a couple thoughts on this is uh, Duck Hodges, he he doesn't turn the ball over as much as Mason Rudolph. He actually is a good game manager. On top of that, Steelers actually, their, their defense during that game did pretty well. They just lost containment a couple times on Baker Mayfield. Now that they're at home, their defense has been just dominant, and uh, they don't give up a lot of points, and they get a lot of takeaways. So I'm going with Pittsburgh, especially at $3,700. I, you know, obviously like the Chargers a whole lot, but I just couldn't fit them into my budget. So uh, moving on to the flex position, I have Philip Lindsay against the Chargers. I think you're going to see a lot of Philip Lindsay in regards to the passing game, dumping down to him. And then also just running, since the Chargers are great at pass defense, not necessarily great at run defense. And they're going to be running it a lot because they're going to try to take some of the pressure off of Drew Locke. So I'm all about Phil Lindsay in this matchup. Uh, at tight end, well, and to go back to Phil Lindsay really quick, he's at $6,300, which I like that price point as well. Jack Doyle. I am. I like him for a lot of reasons. For the first one, he's only worth $5,000. Helps me load up on some other positions. And the second one is Tennessee is 22nd against the tight end position. So they're not very good. T.Y. Hilton's out. So with T.Y. Hilton being out, Eric Ebron's on IR. I see a lot of Jack Doyle during uh, happening during this game. And so I am putting him into my lineup with confidence that he's going to be a productive tight end. Uh, my first receiver is Nelson Aguilar. He's only $4,800. He's coming back from injury, which does concern me a little bit, but it's against Miami. And Miami is horrible against the slot receiver. They uh, you know, they traded Minka Fitzpatrick, and 
they've been probably the worst defense in the NFL at that uh, at, on the slot receiver, and that's what Nelson Aguilar happens to play. And at $4,800, I am taking that risk because it allows me to do more with the rest of my lineup. Uh, other receiver, I have Cooper Cup against Arizona. Again, Arizona against the tight end and the slot. It's pretty much the middle of the field. They cannot defend it. Cooper Cup is just a wizard in the you know going across the middle. He's going to get a lot of yards. Goff is going to have a big game, so I'm all about Cooper Cup and his production in this one. Uh, my other receiver I have is DJ Chark, the number one receiver against Tampa Bay. You know, T- Tampa Bay's the worst defense against the number one receiver. Happens to be DJ Chark. I think Nick Foles gets him the ball a lot. I think DJ Chark scores, maybe even more than once. So he is my receiver, uh, third receiver that I have in there. He's $6,900. And with Cooper Cup being $7,800, I didn't spend very much on the receivers. And I feel like I got a lot of potential and production from that spot. Obviously, we'll see, but uh, I really like it. At running back, my first running back is Miles Sanders, $5,800. Jordan Howard is questionable. I don't think he plays. If that's the case, I don't see Jay Ajayi moving in and, and taking a lot of those touches. I think Miami, or, you know, Miami, as bad as they are at defending the run, Miles Sanders gets a lot of rushing yards, but then also gets those receiving yards, which will lead to him having a really big day. And at $5,800, I am all about what Miles Sanders' potential is with for $5,800. And again, this loads up for my number one running back at $11,000. You can guess who it is. Christian McCaffrey against Carolina, or sorry, against Washington. I just see this as being a huge game for Christian McCaffrey. Washington is not good at defending the running back. They're 24th. McCaffrey doesn't matter who he plays. He's going to have a huge game. Just the type of talent that he is right now. And I am going to use as much money as it takes to get him in this matchup. And uh, hence why I was able to uh, go cheap in regards to the tight end position and and receiver. Is I wanted all of what Christian McCaffrey is going to bring against this Washington team. My quarterback at $8,600. Uh, against a team that's 28th against the pass is Patrick Mahomes against Oakland. Now, I know it's a division rival, and division games tend to not be what you want them to be in regards to production for the offenses, but uh, with as many deep balls as Oakland gives up and how well Mahomes is at delivering those deep balls, I just see a big game. You know, I obviously like Jared Goff a lot in that matchup. He's my play of the week, but I... uh, it's tough to go against Mahomes and his consistency, especially with a great matchup that he has. So I went that direction, and I had the money to do it. So I just I feel, uh, though I think Jared Goff's ceiling is huge, I want the consistency with uh, Mahomes, especially with my uh, the rest of my lineup. I don't want to uh, – I feel like if I use Goff, I have too many uh, risks and, and chances that I'm taking. And uh, this kind of solidifies it a little bit. So there's my lineup for FanDuel. I hope you are able to take that and, uh, yeah, make the money that you need to make to uh, 
to have a good week. We appreciate you listening to our show today. I am Ms. The Wiz Montalban. You could reach me at Twitter at Ms. M I Z Z Montalban, M O N T A L B A N. Or you can email me at uh, Ms. Montalban at gmail.com. And we'll be uh, reaching back out to everybody on Tuesday after the week 13 games. We'll be starting to talk playoffs as most of the regular, uh, or most of the leagues will have ended their regular season, and teams will be getting ready for that playoff run. So it'll be an exciting time, and we look forward to talking to you then. So again, this is the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, and we appreciate you joining us. Take care.